I don't feel like anyone's talking. They're blockers. That's not why I came to Hollywood. Fucking backwards. Bullshit. I hate to break it to you. Today I want to talk to you about, you know, I don't want to give it any weight, are haters. And haters are more, I, I don't want to really talk about them because it gives them power. I'm not going to talk about anyone, I'm not going to name any names, but we all have detractors in this world now more than ever because of the social media game. And... I actually thought of a good idea. Maybe I think it's a good idea where I want to do a TV show called The Power of Your Words. Where people write stuff out on social media, on Twitter or wherever. And then you go and actually do it. So somebody says, you know, you should fucking get hit by a car or something. That you make them think you got hit by a car. And then you show them the video or make it do it in front of them. Like, people write some horrific shit online. Horrific. They don't even take the moment to think about it. They just blast it. I understand. I understand the process. It comes through their mind. They, it's what happens is it, it has to do first with sensitivity, right? So we're all sensitive, whether you believe it or not. That's the biggest fallacy you're so sensitive you're sen- stop being sensitive really we're all sensitive i find your button you're done i don't care who you are i find your button you are done anyone everyone has a button i don't care if you're a special op soldier i'll get in there anyone everyone has a button we're all sensitive it's a matter of how beaten down you are or how not in touch you are etc if anyone finds any of our buttons we become super vulnerable that's a whole other thing I'll talk about sometimes vulnerability I don't know if I did that already but haters I did a documentary called Heckler and you know some people really like it some people don't really hate it but It wasn't about, you know, here's what it was about. It was about the form of heckling and how heckling started. When you go to a comedy club, people would heckle. And that was considered, like, disruptive, annoying. I don't know if it's considered hateful, but it was considered, like, you know, hey, annoying. And then I came to the conclusion doing this documentary it's when blogs started and then the online review started where you didn't have to be an accredited reviewer you know not like there's a foundation of reviewers but like you know the New York Times and Wall Street Journal different papers that are very astute journalism people would write a thoughtful review here's how I can tell you um, the New York Times always calls everybody Mr. No matter what movie. I'll never forget this. I was reading a review of Jackass and they said Mr. Knoxville and Mr. Steve-O. They're so respectful. Mr. New York Times. No matter what they're reviewing. Whether it is uh, La La Land 
or jackass or mal whatever it is, they're respectful. So that to me is a well informed critic. So I did heckler and I noticed I was getting heckles and then I did and then and then I noticed that these online reviewers were coming on and then it was before social media and blogging was starting to happen and I realized that heckling which was the most annoying thing at one time became the most enjoyable because this whole white noise of negativity was coming from online and it was just getting blurred like I, I tell people all the time the movie is about you know the thing that we thought heckling was bad was now actually the good thing and like these faceless people were reviewing your stuff but not just reviewing your stuff they were reviewing you that was the that was the point of the movie it was that no longer your product was being reviewed you were being reviewed your 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 character your worth your non-worth your family your looks everything was being reviewed and it just wanted to show people that it's not just all heckling like but there's a place for you know good constructive criticism and then there's you know just spew and then there's hate and that's what i wanted to talk to you about are haters because I did this movie Heckler and I wanted to interview Phil Jackson and I talked to him and he told me all these well he told me one amazing story and he said I couldn't use it on camera and I said why and he said because I will never give power to them by shining a light on it you're giving it power he is correct you know that's why I try not to talk about anything I don't want to happen because if you just talk about it, it's manifesting itself. Basically, I need to talk about it. I agree with him, but I didn't want to talk about it at one time because I think it's a fascinating thing that we have to at least be aware of. Everyone should be aware of it. And then you can use it as a reference point so you know when it's happening so you can then go, oop, this could be a moment of hater. And then... You can extract yourself from the situation. So what is a hater? A hater is somebody that wants to bring you down. You're basically a hater is your success is their failure. And why do they hate? Because they have low self-worth. Because they feel that you're leaving them and they're now down there and you're moving on or up there or over there, wherever you want it to be geographically, and they want to be there too. And so they hate that you are leaving them. But you're not leaving them if... They don't hate. There's all types of haters in this world. And it has to do with detraction. It has to deal with repression. And I think there are people that. There's all types of haters. There's like plotters. That want you to go down. There's. Snarkers. 
who hate from the sidelines, um, who don't really care, but you know, take a shot at you for their own amusement. There are people who are, you know, what I call undercover haters who hate you that are in your life that are supposed to be so-called close to you, whether it's friends, family, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is, that secretly don't want you to do well, to get jealous. And then there's just blind haters who aren't even aware of what they're doing. And, you know, to most people, to to their credit, I don't think that a lot of people hate on purpose. I really believe that. I think people are born generally good, unless, you know, you have, you know, mixed up brain chemistry or, you know, chromosome issues or, you know, something wrong in the hypothalamus. They're born good. I think a lot of stuff in our world is, well, I can't say. I think it's probably 50-50. Learned. I don't think people are born haters, but I do think that, unless there's some brain chemistry issues. But it's it's the environment. The environment has to do a lot with it. And a lot of people are fostered in environments of hate and they don't even realize it. Uh, in Australia, they call it the tall poppy syndrome. Here's an example. The tall poppy syndrome is you get too big for your britches, you get too tall, they cut you down. They cut you down because they think by you getting taller... Somehow, you think you're better than them. And if you're better than them, that means they're less than. If they're less than, then that means they have a lower self-worth. So that means, hey, fuck you. So let's take this again. Now, this happens all over the world, but Australia has that. It's a known thing, and so I'm going to use them as an example. Because it's very good, and, you know, every place has these type of haters. But let's just use this again. The tall poppy syndrome. If you get too tall, you stand out. If you stand out and you're getting more attention, if you're getting more attention, that means less attention is on them. Less attention is on them, that means why are you getting all that attention? I'm insecure. I feel bad about myself. Are you better than me? Cut. Now you're back down. It's so simple, but I want you to think about it. Think about that. What are they cutting down? And again, I'm not picking on you, Australia. I'm using you because you have the cleanest example. This can happen all over the world in all communities. They're cutting down potential greatness. They're cutting down a possible leader. They're cutting down a possible teacher, an oracle. Many things. Many things. Now... If people say that, or if you say that, then they say, oh, it's sycophantism. Let me tell you, there's a huge difference between sycophantism and tall poppy syndrome. Sycophantism is sucking up to somebody, whether you believe them or not, to just get something from them. Sycophantism is enabling someone's behavior 
whether it's bad or good, more bad, just so you don't fuck your paper flow up, whatever it is, what all the perks you're getting. So if somebody's working for me and I am, you know, let's say I'm robbing houses at night and I have an assistant and I say, yo, it's not bad robbing these houses, right? I mean, fuck it. They're open. They're dumb enough. I can steal these diamonds. And my assistant goes, yeah, you're fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That would be a case of sycophantism if I was giving him 20% of the cut. You understand? Enabling bad behavior for your own ill-gotten gains would be called sycophantism. And a lot of people equate hating that if you... if if you don't aren't you, if you're if you're too positive with somebody you're a sycophant if you're encouraging you're a sycophant now this goes on both sides of the coin because i'm not trying to say that the new the new breed of people where everyone gets a trophy i'm not into that that is not even sycophantism that's like equalism and that's another whole thing is when I say, I'm going to say this, I'm going to try to make it simple and explain it to you. So let's go back to the tall poppy syndrome. The term better than you or better than me is a, is a lethal term that could fuck with a lot of people's heads. So and I think, first of all, people have to start out and look at a different term. And the term could be they are more adept at. Or there are people that are just special. You have to admit that. There are people that are just special. I know everyone thinks they're special, but they're not. I'm sorry. They're not. I mean, everyone has their own unique makeup. Yes. And anything that goes through your own filter is your own. So then that way we are all special. But I'm talking about a special that will make a mark on the world. Not everybody is Steve Jobs. Not everybody's Barishnikov. Not everybody's Oprah. You get the picture. Okay? Not everybody's Mark Zuckerberg. There are some people that are special. And I think hating comes from people inside feeling like they're not special. And I want to say that this whole thing, it just hit me like a ball of fucking bag of bricks. We live in a world where we constantly are told, you can't. You can't, you can't, you can't. No, you don't, you don't, 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 don't. What happens if we live in a world of you can, go for it, have at it, more, more? That world is coming. Whether you believe it or not, that world is coming. That world is already 
getting here. Now, I'm going to say some things that are not going to be very popular. So, but that's the name of the podcast. Not very popular. I want everybody to watch a couple things. Watch Black Mirror on Netflix. Start episode one, season one, and binge it all the way through. Pick two rainy days, a bottle of red, and some mac and cheese. And then I want you to binge after that, after your mind is completely sliced open. I want you to watch the first season of Westworld. And that will take whatever is open in your mind and blow it out the hole, the top of it. Now you're saying, psychopath, what does all of that have to do with haters? You are a loony bird. Here's what it has to do with haters. People are going to find themselves very quickly with a lot of idle time. Between now and the next 20 years, there is going to be a fat load of time, man. People are going to have to look at themselves and evaluate themselves. And a lot of people may not like what they see. Because jobs are going away. Relationships are changing. Living is changing. Shit, man. I've stayed in 12 hotels this week. No, in two weeks. I'm not kidding you. 12 different hotels. 12 different cities. I'm on tour right now. Planes. I got, the, I got it so worked up. It's like my house. I don't even need a house. I could live. You don't think it's going to be 12 different girlfriends? Come on. 12 different boyfriends? Come on. Grow up. The whole world is your oyster. Uber, Airbnb, Yelp, Book of Travel, Southwest.com. Shit, I could be in Africa in 36 hours. You know what it is on business? 3100 bucks. Yeah. You can't believe that. If I want to fly a roach, it's probably 1200 1200 bucks to get to Africa. That's nothing. What I want to tell you is, let's just go back. What if we lived in a world where people wanted you to be great? Where they wanted you to excel. Where they wanted you to succeed. Wouldn't that be awesome? Don't you think that we live in a world where people constantly just say no to you? They try to take you down. They try to make us all equal. We're not all equal. It doesn't mean one is better than the other, but it just means one is more adept at certain things than others are. Do you think I would ever tell Kobe Bryant how to dribble a basketball? Hell no. Hell no. But I wouldn't want Kobe Bryant to tell me how to do a British accent either. Unless I heard him and he was brilliant at it. Do you understand? This is where it happens. People, this is where it, people feel that if you give them a note, they get insecure about their abilities. 
And if they're insecure about their abilities, and if you're doing well, then you, they, they equate it as better than them, as opposed to, no man, you have your own worth. So in a way, the people who are being hated on aren't even saying they're better. They're just saying, no, I'm doing this. You do you. And it's because people don't examine themselves. I grew up in a house, you know. My parents, they told, when I told them I want to be an actor, they thought I was crazy. My brothers and sisters, they, don't, they weren't encouraging to me. Now, why is that? Because they weren't encouraged. That's what they learned. They they learn that that you know. You can't you can't do that. Why can't I do that? Oh, well, because everybody who's in Hollywood, they were born into it. Well, that's a okay. Well, I don't know about that. You know, I wasn't born into it. All right. Well, everybody who's in Hollywood, they got lucky. Well, I don't know. A lot of people. Like Sam Jackson was like working for like 25 years before he got a break. I mean, I don't know if that's luck. Well, the people who are born in Hollywood are, you know, discovered. Well, I don't know. Seems like I know a lot of people that go on auditions every day and they're constantly rejected. But eventually, you know, maybe they get a job. I mean, there's an excuse for all the reasons why it shouldn't happen. Here's another one. Oh, there's 263,000 members in SAG. How many are working? Yeah, how many are really good? And how many really hustle? Anyone can get in SAG one time. You know how many lazy people there are in SAG? It's another bullshit thing. Not everybody's special. You have to realize that. And and, And people sneakily hate on you. They're undercover haters. I used to have an assistant who when I did a movie... He would show me every negative review. Every negative review. I couldn't take it. I said, why are you doing that? And he would laugh. He'd say, come on, man. You're better than this. I'm just letting you know everything that's out there. That's a hater. I was kind of an active hater. It's a hater. You think I want to fucking read that after I spend a year of my life of fucking negative reviews? I mean, yeah, one or two or whatever. You don't fucking actively seek out, print them, and put them on my fucking desk. You know how painful that is? Yeah, he's not my assistant anymore. Now he would say, oh, because I wasn't a sycophant. No. Yes, I understand. There are some reviews that were very good. And maybe I can learn from them. Like one, this one, or that one. Yes. But I don't want to actively fucking hear that shit. Or read that shit when I'm in the middle of promoting something that I know is going to open to a dollar. And take a dump and affect my career. That's hating. I had a friend one time. We're not friends anymore. I can tell you the exact moment we stopped being friends. I gave this guy money, thousands of dollars, even when I didn't have it. He went to Malibu's Most Wanted, called me the next day. I called him. I said, he said, great time last night, man. It was awesome. Thank you. I go, what would you think of the movie? He goes, well, 
It's no Annie Hall. What? What did you fucking say to me? It's no Annie Hall? Like, so you're saying the character that I fucking created on stage doing stand-up with you as a beginning stand-up, and then I fucking had to fucking help get 25 fucking writers to write the script and fucking pay people and try to get the movie six times made independently and then took it to Warner Brothers and only after Jamie Kennedy experiment blew up and then I fucking pitched it to Warner Brothers and then re-pitched it and fucking hired new people and pushed it and everything and finally got it fucking made and fucking test screening and people laughing and we're at the man's Chinese and the names on the billboards and fucking press and e-news and fucking entertainment tonight's interview and me and my mom and went from an idea at a coffee shop all the way to man's Chinese and it comes out and it makes 40 million dollars on a 12 million dollar budget is no Annie Hall and you're my oldest and dearest friend from the beginning of comedy? Click. You're a hater. Your lack of success is blamed on people like me. Let me tell you something, people. Maybe we all do. Maybe, maybe some of you don't. I think we all got haters in our fucking lives. You got to clean that shit out. You got to fucking rid your life of haters. I've dated women who would be discrediting about my career when they're trying to be actresses. And it's like, excuse me, you can't, you can't even get a call back. What? I've had family members be discrediting about, you know, movies. I've had agents discredit me about, I don't know, projects that they didn't think were good and ended up being good. I did a movie. I, I had an offer once for a movie. And I wanted to work, but the movie wasn't good. My agent said they talked me out of doing it. And I said, yeah, I don't think I should do it. And the minute I did that, they put their other client in it. They actively talked me out of it. Now, I didn't want to do it anyway. But their motive was to get the other client so he could get some credits. If the podcast grows and gets more popular and I get an army of LMs, then I will unleash every name and every story you ever wanted to know. But I have to be able to do it so I can't be touched. I have to be Teflon. That's why I don't talk shit. I'm not Teflon. Once I'm Teflon, then I will unleash. If you want that to happen, tell your friends. Well, let me tell you, you spend half your day trying to incur and, and, and argue with people that don't think like you. 
And then you have you feel the other you spend the other half telling people who do think like you what a fucking moron this person is. So you spend your whole day dealing with these other fucking people that are bringing you down, and they're bringing you down. They are bringing you down because they are in your fucking head. I can't tell you enough. I'm telling you this from experience. I'm 46 years old. I'm fucking, my wings are spread and I'm flying and I'm about to soar. There's a difference between surviving and thriving. I'm about to thrive. Then there's a difference. Get by, survive, thrive. Get by, you're working a shit job. You're just getting by. You got a shit boyfriend. You got a couple of shit friends, a shit apartment, a shit job, but you're alive. You're getting by. Survive is, you know, you're like me. You might have some money in the bank. You've done some things you like, some things you don't, but you don't really call your own shots. You call very little of your shots and you're trying to maneuver because you want to move up, but you're not there yet. You got a lot of detractions and you got to avoid landmines. But you're surviving. And then there's thriving. Thriving is when you're doing what you want, when you want, how you want it. And even if you're, if you're, what you're doing is leaving a positive mark on your fellow person. Inspiring them. That would be like super thriving. So ask yourself where you're at. In that scheme. 